Welcome to the family with Raph W. Basham, MD. <laughs> Raph? Raph? What's your name? Raph. Raffy. Raffy Basham. That's Hackmaster. <laughs> Don't ridicule. Don't ridicule. Alice Brandon Barnyard Rasputin. <laughs> Kachatari <laughs> Brandit. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with my name, Andy. <laughs> this is, this is, that's mean spirited. That's mean spirited. I'm called for. Timmy Lambert is going to join us, and nice. we're going to open up with the 10 U.S. cities where people really care. We're going to find out where people <laughs> really yeah. care. I haven't that. seen the list yet. We'll be right back with Tim and the list to kick it off. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy Lammers joins us, and we're going to open up with the 10 U.S. cities where people really care. I have not seen this list yet. Nobody has on the show. So we're going to find out if we made the cut as a city that really cares. If any of these cities are over, like, 20,000 people, then I call bullshit. Okay, well, we're going to find out. What do you think, Rafe? Rafe? Ref. Most caring city in the world is Las Vegas. Okay, we're going to find out. Hmm. Oh, flip channels like cable. I had to get a, a Hulu commercial in there first before oh I looked at it. Oh <laughs> get God. your commercial. Okay, Thank you us. ready? The, oh, God. By the, by the headline now, I'm going to go, here we go. I bet you they're all cities that have something in common. You know what that is? No. I think I could guess. People, people poop on the sidewalks. No, well, no. yes, that might be too. What, what's your guess, Andy? So are they going to be Democratic governors or high, quote-unquote, diversity? Uh, yes, and also each of them has a major university in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah did, of course. Didn't I just say? Yeah. Everybody's pooping on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what they do in I universities now. Okay, here we go. Here's the list. Number 10, Denver. Mm. Very liberal city. Number nine, Seattle. <laughs> oh, my God. They care to burn it down, apparently. Yeah, yes. this is just a uh, tourism board ad. Yeah, somebody paid for this. Okay, now here, the qualifier that I gave early uh, fits right here, Lincoln, Nebraska. You go, well, Lincoln, that surprised me. No, that's where the University of Nebraska is. Yeah. Uh, I have family in Lincoln. You there you go. Yep. Who? Chris and his family moved to Lincoln. Oh, they did, okay. Mm -hmm. Jersey City, New Jersey. 
Same thing. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, oh. your your hometown. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's liberal. Do you liberal, think they're though. caring? I don't. Uh, they're, ca- they're yeah. Oh, they're caring in a racist kind of way. <laughs> oh. Well, there is that. Yeah. Fremont, California. Virginia Beach, Virginia. New York, New York. Boston. They don't care. I can tell you that. I love very caring city. Boston. Here's what I care about. You stay the f out of my neighborhood. <laughs> That's, That's what right. I care about. What are you looking at? And Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, every city has a major university in it. Uh, Virginia Beach that has a, a major military base. Isn't one of the Navy bases in Virginia Beach? Mm, maybe. Yeah, that might be. Not, may not be as liberal as. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. It won't let me click on it, though, to find out if Virginia Beach has a university on it or in it or whatever. Anyway, so here's the deal. In a world that's become unpredictable, it's comforting to know that across the country there are still people who care. In some U.S. cities, that compassion and concern for others' well-being has taken priority, and WalletHub is giving them their due. The site looked at America's 100 biggest cities, analyzing more than three dozen metrics in three main categories, caring for the community which includes favors done for neighbors, the share of volunteer fire departments, and how much money residents give to charity. Caring for the vulnerable, animal protection laws, homeless shelters, and the like, and caring in the workforce, which includes doctors, nurses. I'm surprised. How did Minneapolis, Minnesota, and St. Paul, Minnesota not make this list? Yeah. We give tons of money to these things. Because they didn't pay into the pot for the yeah, survey. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't pay the survey yeah. pot. Mm-hmm. And you might be right about that. Andy, you didn't start the thing again. We're about, what, three minutes behind or something? Is that about uh, right? Yeah, about that. God, okay, Andy. that's fine. As long as I know how long how long we've been going, it's fine with me. It works out just fine in the end. So, As a matter of fact, on the morning show this morning, we talked about several things that we don't understand. And actually, it has to do with all this stuff. <clears throat> and I want to run that by you guys, too, and Tim... Join in at any uh, point you you wish. The whole cancel culture thing. Now, if somebody did something that really pissed you off and they you know deserve to be, you know, knocked down a peg as they like to say, I understand that. But I do not understand the cancel culture because again, you hurt the husband, the wife, the son, the daughter, the grandchildren. You hurt many people that had nothing to do with this. How do you sleep at night knowing you hurt five people for no reason? Just because they're related to somebody you don't like. How can you do that? Because it's, a, it's an amoral uh, kind of a system. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, and that's why it's amoral. There's no, there's no morals. There's no ethics. It is just there's nothing can be, nothing's wrong, and we really don't care. Everything is okay. I mean, it's just a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre utopian kind of uh, approach to, uh, right. to reality. I mean, that's happened before. Even when I was a kid, it, it, that, that came up. There'd be somebody I'd get really pissed off at, and I'd want to go beat the piss out of them. But I went, no, nah, you know what? I like their brother. I like their sister. I like their mom. So I didn't do it because I know it would hurt them as well. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how you can hurt people knowing you're hurting other innocent people. It makes know. no sense. It totally makes sense. When you're drunk with power, That's you don't but, give it. You just... It's the whole scorched earth thing. It's all about me. I'm the one that's right. I'm the most it's moral. I'm the best person. I can do whatever I want, and you're all dehumanized to me because you don't agree with me. So, it's so, just it's all just a power play. Social media is uh, absolute power by fiat. Yep. And yeah. we said, again, nine years ago, that digital is going to destroy the world, and it is going to destroy the world. There's Andy, no you got a degree in world dis- de- destruction. I don't make social media apps. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. He doesn't make those apps. but It's digital. There you have it. <clears throat> but, I mean, there are many things down the line. We had a story this morning now uh, to, to kind of show balance in the universe. A uh, house fire broke out. I think it was in Pennsylvania. I can't remember for sure, but I think it was in Pennsylvania. House fire breaks out. Four little kids are in the house. The house is burning like there's oh, no tomorrow. God. The 11-year-old goes back in and rescues all four of the children. Oh. An 11-year-old boy. And they ask somebody, he goes, well, that's well, yeah. what I should have done. <laughs> I mean, an 11-year-old knows better. Well, an 11-year-old oh, probably doesn't have the fear of... Yeah, maybe. You might be right about that. Somebody yeah. a little older might have. Yeah, it was a great story. The 11-year-old that's kid. That's a great story. In the inter- Mandy, could you could you see if you could find that where the 11-year-old rescued the kids? Because his voice, he's like, oh, this guy... I did it because it's what you're supposed to do. He's got this really high voice. He's a sweet kid. And to watch your Pennsylvania's credit, I mean, they do have a very strong moral and ethical um, background of character. 
there. Except mm-hmm. with certain people that moved to Minnesota, you mean? That's right. Well, sorry, that's, right. Well, that's why you leave, because I, I didn't you fit out. in. You had to get out. I had to get out. I didn't fit in there. What do you got, Andy? Uh, I think I've got it. What city was it in? Other um, and for their oldest son, just 11 years old. Yep, this is it. When a fire started, while he was home with his four younger siblings, he knew exactly what to do. News Force Rebecca Cardenas reports. Clarksville, Tennessee, by the way. Tennessee. Ten minutes when they got a call that a fire had started in the kitchen, and all five of their children were inside. Taken four days after their house caught fire, this is now the only picture Kimberly Sims has of her family. It was just kind of surreal. And, and all you could see was just smoke coming out. All seven of them, oh, though, are accounted for. That, she says, is thanks to 11-year-old Brody. My mom and dad told us if there was a fire to uh, grab everyone and run a house and then call the 911. And that is exactly what he did. Sims was just up the road letting out her parents' dog when the fire started. There was a fire in the kitchen. I was standing right here and then uh, my sister called 911. After making sure all his other siblings were out, he ran back into the burning home to get his sleeping two-year-old brother out of the back room. I was just crying and yelling my brother's name. By the time Sims got home, the inside was a total loss. I would just say I'm just really thankful that we, that kids had been trained what to do in emergencies. But all five of her children were standing outside of it. Picture perfect. And we're just so proud of them. We're unbelievably proud. I did what any big brother would do. Oh. Uh-oh, Catherine's tearing up. We got major problems. I'm telling you, those fire <laughs> drills are very important. Very important. People Absolutely. overlook it and don't think it's going to happen to them, but oh, yeah. fire drills are important. It's true. I love the kid's attitude, though. What do you think I'm supposed to do? <laughs> I like that it's a lot. It's just what you do. Of course I went back into the fire to save my family. That's what my mom and dad oh, told me to that's do. That's a wonderful story. Thank Isn't God. It? Thank God he didn't, you know... Die with them, yeah, and exactly. All five die because of that. Well, it's pretty. It saved them all. Really hard to not uh, get affected by all that smoke. It is uh, smoke inhalation kills most people. Yeah, that's most the people bad. don't realize. Yeah, it's that's not the... like running into a like physical fire. It's breathing in that smoke, and yes. you might not even know you're breathing in smoke. Right. Uh, Tim, are you there? Can you hear there, me? There, there you are. We can now. Yeah, I, I didn't know if I had a mute button on before. I, I <laughs> oh, tried to disaster. Didn't want to. Didn't want to interfere in the conversation. But uh, first of all, hello, Rafi. Always good to see you. Can you, can you believe this? I can't, can't believe this. This is still Rafi. touring. I love it's your Choco Choco Leo. Is, I love your music. I love your children's music. I have to be strong. I have to be strong. I'm going to be strong. Be strong for the family. Just like the so, child was. Getting back to your point about this whole social media thing, um, Catherine said a very important word uh, in her assessment of, of everything. It's I. It's these people think oh, about themselves, true. and they don't think about um, the, the way they could be obviously destroying the person that they're aiming things at, their, the, the, but, but their whole family or whoever works for them or whoever whoever stands to lose from being attacked it's it's more about this empowerment thing and i think it's it's about self-satisfaction probably more than anything mm-hmm. and yet you've got the son of the president of the united states who's a total scumbag and i'm not going after him because he's a democrat but hunter biden is a dirtbag <laughs> yeah and he sure gets is. he gets protected oh he's the son of the president we can't touch him oh so you can cancel everybody else but a dirtbag well <laughs> they would say it's your your point is he he isn't running for president so he's a drug addict a whoremonger uh what else is he embezzler thief all that kind of stuff doesn't matter he's not the one running for president so why go after him you're right did you hear what happened with jill biden on i think it was instagram yeah no she posted a picture of all of the stockings for all of their grandchildren, yeah, and then yeah, all of and then all of these people are people, as the kids would say, <laughs> put her on blast. Put her, her on blast. blast. Did they ratio her? I'm, I'm hip to the lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hip to the lingo. <laughs> it means like called her out, and they were like, "I, I love it that Alex is saying all the children, <laughs> all, <laughs> all the kids, hip kids, all those young folks now." Yeah, Alex exactly. being in the youth of early America, 30s, right? And yep. <laughs> 
those young them whippersnappers. The whippersnappers. God yeah. love them. Um, but they were like, there should be another one. You're forgetting Hunter Biden's out of wedlock child. Uh-huh. And then she, yeah, and then she took down all of the stockings. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't really? have a stripper. Yeah. Stripper baby, stripper child, yeah, stripper, child. Yeah, stripper baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they all were baby. like, "You didn't put a stocking up for that child, like yeah. it's still your grandchild." Not very inclusive. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? How is it? See, once again, it's yeah. the child's fault. No, it's not. Yeah, it's like it's the your kid son's didn't fault. Ask Doesn't to he be... have? Any, does he have anything to do with the kid? Is I have no idea if he's involved in his... only if he's in the Ukraine or China. She's not a stripper <laughs> anymore. But they're oh, a... retired stripper. Retired since retired stripper. But he's a devout Catholic. Who is? Hunter Biden. Hunter? Yeah. Joe Biden. Joe, oh, Biden. Joe Biden. Didn't you see well, the ads, supposedly. the television commercials with, you know, no, when, is that, when he was running? No, he said if, if, if they are a devout Catholic family, then of course you would take that child in because Absolutely. absolute grace. And of I, course I, I, you I, would. It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at, at least if I, I'm not a devout Catholic, but that's part of, you know, that belief system is you really forgive, forget, you know, and do whatever well, you can. Well, make to, sure the kid is yeah, taken yeah. care of at least and acknowledged. I mean, it would be healthier for the child to be acknowledged by his family and father. Yeah, I was a kid born to a London Roberts in Arkansas in 2018. In Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, he also dated his brother's widow for three years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Bo Biden's wife? Yep. Yeah. I thought that oh, was pretty well that. documented, That's too. It's pretty... not like they've been trying was... to hide it or anything. The one that Whoa. died? Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. brother died, and he went in on the. Uh, he went in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Andy. You know Andy. what I mean? Andy, this is a family Andy's show. Andy's in trouble. This is, this I love it. It's a jeering. Andy's oh, in trouble. Man. Well, how do you think children happen? Uh, Although he didn't have any children with her, so. Oh, Thankfully, because yeah. I, I mean, can't even imagine the family tree then. Well, once again, <laughs> yeah. talk about My a brother white... cousin. Yeah. Half brother cousin. No, thanks. I mean, talk about What's somebody seeped in white privilege. Is anybody oh, God, more yes. seeped in white privilege than Hunter Biden? No. Ooh. He's protected by everybody. He is, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. Aren't you want to tell me? He... come out with a book. I thought he came out with it. Did he yeah, I think really? he had a book, yeah. Did he? And I think he went on something like Kimmel to promote it, you know, with all oh. the oh, softball questions. Literally every politician has a book now. Yeah. It's, I can't oh. even keep track of them. Not only politicians. I was bitching about this morning. I cannot watch Fox much longer. Every break. Buy my coffee pot. Buy my book. Yeah. Oh, here, buy my T-shirt. Buy my... I know. I, would you just do the it's news like, for the Hawk and Merch Hawk? Yes. <laughs> and it's nonstop yeah. Merch Hawk. Don't yeah. they make enough money? I mean, my I God. Think. Chris Cuomo was making $6 million a year. <sighs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, my God. I, I get for to go that to job. I know. i got to hit this. Up. Well, you worked an hour a day. What do you Kissing want out of the Kissing ass guy? nonstop is very profitable. <laughs> that's what he did. And it didn't get him do, far. Uh, are they going to come up with a hashtag and sell T-shirts for free Fredo? <laughs> Probably not. I think you should copyright that right now. I did like that Fredo. You'll make I did a like you'll that. make a million. <laughs> but yeah, what we're trying to do here is trying to figure out why some people get protected and other people just innocent people thrown under the bus, lives ruined. I, how can you live with yourself doing that well, to people? Well, it's easy to go after common people. Oh, yeah, God, exactly. It's commoners. It's so sad. If you're not a commoner, then you're safe. Yeah, peasants are easy mm-hmm. to dispose of. Uh, you know, why is it, by the way, growing up Roman Catholic, we've had two Roman Catholic presidents, one a complete dirtbag and the other one a complete moron. Doesn't look too good for the Catholics. <laughs> you know, I'm not too proud of my boys there. That's very true. <laughs> is Trump a Catholic too? I don't, I don't know. No, he was. I, he, I think he was just generic Protestant, like the rest of them. Oh, I thought he was Catholic. I have any idea? Time. Generic. Hey, it wouldn't go too well over there in Belfast, there, would it, Tommy? No, I, I guess it probably would not. Let's see Dear. here. Personal details. What's his religion? Probably. <laughs> It's probably... Non-existent? No. What's that? Episcopalian? Yes. Episcopal- Can anyone Episcopalian? He is a non-denominational Christian. There you go. Like I said. So, yeah, he's he's a lip service Christian is what he is. I saw a fist fight one time because a Catholic was walking down the street with his buddy and another guy coming the other way. And the, one guy goes, because the guy coming the other way was Episcopalian. 
And the guy, he says, well, look, it's a piss a pail full. Fist fight breaks. Piss a pail full. Yes. Great. Very glamorous. Oh, Very oh, famous clever. religion. Oh. Man, that is right. You go. <laughs> If you're Cal, you say that, you go right to confession. I would, yes. You know, with your bloody lips. It's terrible. So, Timmy, we got to find something to watch at Christmas here because Catherine is watching all these Christmas movies and they're all exactly the same. Is there anything out there? (laughs) They're all the same. They're all the same. They're all the same thing. We watched Noel, which you might have heard of. It's got, I actually have Bill Hader and uh, Anna Kendrick. Yes. Yep. Oh. You yeah. watched it. Yeah. What did you think? It was not bad, actually. Oh, really? Okay. But mm-hmm. that's the one that I said was bad until the five minutes. No. That no, is, that uh, was Holiday. Holiday. I watched. See, that. they all blend. They I do. watched that. And what, you was did. That the, was the when <laughs> that? You can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. You can't spoil. When she accidentally yes. Yes. ate the things. I, that spoil yes. It. Okay. Okay. Spoil it. That was funny. Do it. Holiday. Yeah. So that the rest was, of it was horrible. Right? What did you think yeah. about it? It was it was, you know, it was good for, for a what Christmas movie. Yeah. Like most Christmas movies I'd give like a five, six out of ten. Yeah. And I'd say that was like a seven. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, uh, the lead guy was really Kristen nice Chenoweth to look at, played, so. you know, the cougar. Of oh, course, yeah, is yeah, always yeah. after. It's like, oh my the god, how many movies cougar. is she in? Yeah, the four foot cougar, <laughs> four foot ten. To be fair, uh-huh. you yeah, know, she's four foot ten. Good. You know Every what? inch counts. She is. I, I did interview her one time, actually, for the. Uh, Christmas movie with Vince Vaughn. I can't remember the title. Oh, Four Christmas. Four Christmas. Four Christmas. Four Christmas. We just yeah. watched that. Uh, yes, we did. Too. Yeah. And she is an absolute <laughs> sweetheart. That's oh, what I've heard. She is yeah. a very talented person. Why she gets voice. cast in these horrible I don't know. It's, it's interesting because her... It's a job. Because the difference of what she plays on Broadway... Oh, yeah, she's... And then what she plays in movies is really interesting. She's a great singer. Amazing singer. She was very, the original Glinda. Wicked. Yeah. That's she was really kid. good on Trial by Error. I thought she was terrific on that show. Yeah, but she's getting yeah, tight. And there was a show called these... Pushing Daisies. I oh, oh love, love, love Pushing, pushing Daisies. Daisies. Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah, that, didn't that show only make it like one season? Two, I think. Two. It was Two, very you know, expensive, and, I guess. Oh, yeah, too. I, I interviewed her right after yeah. it got canceled, and she was uh, she was really sad about the whole oh, thing we because loved it. it was such of a creative show it, it was. was very well yeah the but sets you, must have been really expensive and the well the post must have been really expensive the amount of exactly. editing exactly yeah well and that was part of what killed it it was just way way too expensive too much now to it's make, interesting yeah. now with streaming i mean when you got somebody like netflix bankrolling your project i mean sky's the limit yeah right you know God, now, throw 100 million at anything yeah, exactly. But for broadcast and and maybe who knows at the time. I mean, broadcast. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm trying to think when the downslide <clears throat> began for them, where people just simply cut the cord or tuned away or whatever. So, but you know, I it's it's uh, it's not there anymore. I can tell you that much. I don't even pay attention to broadcast. No, I don't no. either. We haven't had Does anybody broadcast watch any since... broadcast shows right now. I can't. I couldn't name one. CSI Miami, I've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex, you watch Yellowstone. Is that a broadcast thing, or is no, that an HBO? You don't have cable, it's do you? Stream, no. Yeah. Well, you've got Same. you've got an antenna. We have an antenna, oh, so you, you could watch things on. Mm, not a whole lot. No. We actually don't get that much. No, the antennas antenna. they're going to give you like 15, 20 channels, most of them yeah. local. Yeah, yeah really. but that's what they're talking about: is regular broadcast. You get a TV. lot of oldie stuff now, yeah. which is yeah. kind of cool. On, on, you know, the me TVs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's perfect. Like I, I Grandpa, like that. You can get all the game shows you want, all the local news yeah. you want. Yeah, that's what he uses it you for. You know, the antennas, are, and they're cheap. There's no reason not to have them, really. Yeah. But, yeah. He uses you're, it you're for Wheel of be, Fortune. Yeah, exactly. Wheel. Just wheel. Just wheel. Just the wheel. Mm-hmm. Just go with the wheel. Mm-hmm. He it's loves America's wheel. <clears throat> We've only got about two minutes here. Should I tell you the, the disastrous day that went on when I was like... 21 and my date was 19. That's inappropriate. So, so Alex, you're gonna have to cover your ears yeah. for part of it. Jesus, Mary, Jesus. So my, I'll even say who it was. My, you know, my friend Greg Lundine, right? Yes. He has a younger sister named Jane. <laughs> Very pretty young woman, and I always wanted to ask her out to get. Forget it. No, no, you're not asking my sister out. I said, come on, man. Goes, nope, you're not. Nope, not gonna happen. You ain't doing it. 
I said, come on, I'll just, you know, we'll just go to, we'll go to Scarpelli's and go to a movie. He goes, well, I'll see if she, so she wanted to go. I said, okay. So we go to the movie. <clears throat> Margot Kidder. Movie called Black Christmas. It's about a, a killer Santa going into oh, a sorority. Sorority house. Oh, okay. The beginning of the movie now, I'm trying to protect this young woman so her brother doesn't want to kill me for the date. And uh, so we did eat at Scarpelli's and we went to the movie, had a nice dinner, was having, we're having a great time. The movie starts, and as soon as the uh, credits end, the phone, there's a picture of a phone and it's ringing. And I'm going to have to change what the guy said on the phone, but a young woman answers the phone, and the guy on the other end goes, I want to smell your lower region. Mm. Only he didn't oh, say lower region. That was the last time we went out. I will tell you that. I'm like, oh, my. I can't tell you how embarrassed I was. Like, oh, Tom, what the hell? A <sighs> little uncomfortable. First Good job. I just thought it was a Christmas movie, you know, like a scary Christmas movie. That's like, right. They didn't have Google back in those days. They did not. There was no tomatoes in the, in the paper. And in the no. 70s, that's what every movie was. It was. Yeah, you're right. When they did the movie all... phone start? AOL movie phone. Oh, that guy. I loved that oh, guy. movie phone. Mm-hmm. He used to call into the show once Mr. in a while. Mr. Movie Phone. Mr. Movie Phone would call into the show. 1989. Is when wow. movie phone started? Yeah. Really? Gotta remember that pretty crazy. that uh, Seinfeld episode about mm-hmm. movie phone. God, that was so funny. It was funny. That's Kramer. Not really still around, is it? Yeah, yeah, they got Kramer's number was listed as the movie. Yeah, phone he kept guy. on getting. Oh, them. that's right. <laughs> I do remember that. Why don't you just go watch it? <laughs> <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Timmy Lamb. We're going to find out from Timmy Lambers what we are going to watch right after this. And we are back with stretches picks. You know, Tom. Uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Tom here to tell you that MyPillow is the best and getting better. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell has an amazing offer on MyPillow towels, 100% USA cotton, originally $109.99, and now a flash sale for $39.99. For a limited time and 60-day money-back guarantee, head to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials. Promo code KQRS. Get this great offer and check out the deep discounts on other products. MyPillow.com, enter promo code KQRS. MyPillow.com, promo code KQRS. A-Q-R-S. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know. We're ready to go. Uh, one thing before we jump in with t- Timmy Lammers here, and Timmy's on with us. 
I just looked at the headlines, see if anything new popped up. This It's just getting better by the day. Okay, you ready? You know, the crime crisis plaguing America's big cities, the snatching grabs, the breaking into businesses, the looting businesses. Oh, yes, I do. <clears throat> Mayor de Blasio and Mayor Lightfoot, one of New York and one of Chicago. Mayor de Blasio and Mayor Lightfoot of uh, New York and Chicago, respectively, lay the blame where? Who's at fault for the smash and grab? Oh, the police. Supremacists? No, uh, not Trump. the police. No, not Donald Trump. Not the police. Mm. You know who's at fault? No. The retailers themselves. Well. <laughs> That's what you get for having pretty things in yeah, the window. Exactly. What are you doing having nice things to sell? Oh, God I, I, I can't take these people anymore. They are the most disgusting morons on the face of the people earth. People keep voting well, for them. Yeah, what? What what excuse do they use? Okay, do you want me to st- want me to track it down for you there? You want to see? Well, no, no. I mean, so so they just basically say, but the retailers is it that reason? I know Catherine sounded like you're joking about it because they have nice things, but is that what they're basically saying? It kind of sounds saying? like they pretty much. That's what it's all about. Is that what? Oh you, my how God. dare you? How dare you have nice things in your store? Mm-hmm. I'll bring the story back up and read well, it. Well, we've just kind of, we've entered this <clears throat> phase, and it's been creeping up for quite some time of just absolute lack of any sort of personal responsibility for your life so it's Lightfoot. always somebody else's problem no it is well i know they've pointed to the pandemic that seems to be an easy default answer oh it's the, it's because of the pandemic no the chicago mayor lightfoot mayor lightfoot blamed retailers for not locking up all their merchandise oh do you know thought, how much that would cost to do i thought locking up <laughs> merchandise was racist that's racist yeah, yeah. So what do you do? What happened to that? You lock it up, you're racist. You don't lock it up, then you deserve well, to get robbed. Just, these people. But here's the oh, here's God. the argument with that. I mean, aren't they going to just smash the cases anyway? Of course, yeah. absolutely. All the jewelry's locked up already. Yeah, it is. That's right. why you, that's why you go to Home Depot and steal all the sledgehammers and crowbars so you can break the glass. Which is also a thing. I mean, you're right, yeah. Ralph. I mean, it is a thing that it, it, <laughs> basically stealing tools to burgle. Uh, but I don't know. Burglary implies. Th- I mean, this is just out in the open. You know, burglary implies maybe they break into something when nobody's around. This is just open thievery, yep. isn't it's it? Just, just theft, standard and, theft. And they go and they go in, and if there's a guard there, well, now they just spray the guard with pepper spray. Yeah, they have exactly. Some, they have some. She'll go in there, spray the guard with pepper spray, then boom, it's on. Or just kill. Well, wasn't that the case with the Best Buy here? That that they they there were people trying to spray them, and they. That, that there were guards trying to spray the people breaking into the Best Buy, but they sprayed stuff back or something like that, yeah. I thought. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's non-lethal. You're not going to get in trouble. You, that's a uh, battery, but it's, you know, it's not not, not killing yeah, somebody. Batteries catch and release crime these days. Yeah. Whatever became of that, did they catch people? I mean, you know, it's funny how that one just kind of died. And to me, it's it's a big story. It's a very serious story. And, yeah, maybe it'll make the headlines. But then, it's funny, I haven't heard any follow-up. Good thing also, though, is that we haven't heard any other incidents of it happening. So, who knows? Yeah, but it's going to happen more. It'll happen more I mean, more incidents here. happening here. It's certainly happening out in the coast. There's no question about that. Well, just not too long ago, there were a bunch of... There, if Back in the old days, six months ago, <laughs> the old days, <laughs> yeah, you days. used to go shopping and you would see you would, if the higher-end stores um, and would have guards at the front doors. And um, it the thievery got worse and worse, and so a lot of the other retailers that weren't like Cartier or whatever, they would also have guards at the door because they were just too many people stealing so much stuff. And... After all of this social unrest happened, they all said that, well, we're not going to, it is racist to have guards. So we're not going to do that anymore. It's racist? Racist. Why is it racist? I don't know. So are you saying that all thieves are black? Is that's, that what these people are saying? That's instantly what I thought. It that's, was like, well, that sounds like a racist statement. But It really does. I mean, do they not know but that? They, they said, I guess any authority as far as trying to stop crime at that point was just considered to be a terrible thing. Whatever. I blame Tim Lammers. That's all I know. Ah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> what, what the hell are you going to do? So, um, 
have, you, have you seen any other movies, I should say, since Belfast? And, and again, I'm so happy that you, you liked Belfast because... Really good. Really that's good. That's a great movie. Yep. Between them, they're Catholics and them Protestants, and they're you still can't figure it out. out. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, we're, like we were talking about being the Ricardos and, and you guys going to Cuba and some people not being the right kind of Cubans, you know? Oh, you got that right, man. Those those uh, rural Cubans and those metro Cubans don't exactly get along. There's no doubt about that. People don't know that either, I don't think. Yeah, so, and and the reason that that came up, uh, because last week when I reviewed the movie uh, on KQ, uh, people were complaining on, where else, social media, Mm. about the fact that Javier Bardem is Spanish and Ricky Ricardo, I mean... Was Cuban, yeah. uh, Desi Arnaz was Cuban. Yeah. So, he, he, therefore... Shouldn't have been playing him because he was he was not Cuban. Are you pulling my tit, really? So you're the wrong kind of Spanish. Well, that's I, I said, oh, God. I've said I this before that in Puerto Rico, not too long ago, they would portray Dominicans as being stupid on television commercials. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there is this huge. Uh, uh, it's not racism. It's bigotry. Between different areas, and and if and if you talk to somebody in Puerto Rico, they will they they will say the other group's name like Mexicano. They'll, they'll say it in a way that's de- degrading or right, Dominicano. Right, right. They they say it in a in a on a degrading way. But you know it's a bizarre bizarre thing. But you know no respect. In fact, I wish to tease wish to tease. A medical student when I when I was a resident, he was Cuban, and we you know and we, we would just play dumb white guy. He'd say what, you know, uh, Javier, how wh- your mo- your mom must make great tacos, and he would just go, oh, I'm from Cuba, and he would just he would just launch into this. It was it was terrible. So to I have do. a question for you. So Cubans are Spanish. Oh yeah, oh sure. Dominicans are Spanish. They're all Spanish. Yep. Puerto Ricans are all Spanish. Yeah. Mexico, Spanish derived, Spanish speaking. But no, you are just so different for You're whatever reason. Wrong. I have no idea. I just love that. You're the wrong kind of Cuban. Well, doesn't, doesn't Cuba have a big African slave population that has lived a there? A lot from the Dominican and all that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that. Right, well, it's an interesting one. The person that trained our German shepherd was white. His family was Cuban. He said, and his comment was, God, when did all the Cubans turn black? <laughs> that was his Because question. a huge part of the white population fled Cuba. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, right. came yeah. they fled. They fled Cuba, and you know, and, and the remaining population was in large part the black population because, at that time when that all happened, they weren't they weren't working. They, they didn't right. have the job. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the wherewithal to get the flock out of there. Yeah, that's right. true. So meanwhile, I'm sitting there watching being the Ricardos, and I'm thinking, you know, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are great. Keyword here: actors. They're, They're actors. actors. Yeah, yeah, they they don't, you know, people just have these preconceived notions of who should play what and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and without seeing any, not one frame of a film, make these judgments. And again, all of a sudden they become empowered and they empower other people that don't have lives, apparently, to to form this mob on social media. And And, you know, basically what that did was it told Aaron Sorkin to say, you know what? After seeing this movie, I hope people don't go back to Twitter. You know? No, I agree. Just, why why go after, again, this whole notion of uh, you can't even have actors anymore. I mean, if, if you know, oh, Harvey R. should never have been cast because he's Cuban. He's not Cuban. <clears throat> I mean, please, please. But, yeah, I, I, I never once thought, oh, boy. You know, I think Javier is Spanish in real life. What's he doing playing a Cuban? I never, that thought didn't even cross my mind. Of course not. You know, it's so stupid. Uh, It's like I look at him like, man, he's kicking ass in this role. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. And I'm entertained. And I believe that he is Desi Arnaz, you know? You know, And, and I believe Nicole Kidman was Lucille Ball. You know, it, it's, they're great actors. That's, that's what you should be looking at, folks. I have a question. When Anthony Perkins played Jimmy Pearsall, was Anthony Perkins crazy? 
biggest well, Jimmy yeah. Burzal was when nuts. When he was playing yeah. Norman Bates. Oh, he was playing Norman get... Bates. Was he nuts? Yeah, you we need, need a to real hire a real serial killer here. <laughs> <laughs> we need a real serial killer to play that part. Next thing you know, people on death row are going to start getting casting. Uh, they're going to get agents and making yeah. casting oh, calls. Geez. Hey, I heard you need a real serial killer yeah. for the remake of Psycho. <laughs> Breakdown because... for the role. Yeah, we need a couple serial killers from you know Wapon. <laughs> well, remember they made, made a movie out of the Honeymooners? Remember that? Yeah. And it was played by black people. Oh, yeah. Did I get pissed off? No. It's no. a it's their version of the honeymooners. Who cares? It's Cedric the Entertainer, I think. Yeah, it was oh, Cedric the yeah. Entertainer. Yeah. Cramden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who cares? Who not, cares? No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. God, people are so touchy. You know, I, the only problem that I have is they want to do a movie of my life, and they wanted Elvis to play me, but, you know, he's dead. So, yeah. I went to Anastasia, the yeah, live show, and she was Asian. So, what and fine. She was right? amazing, though. Exactly. Who cares? Oh my cares? God, her voice was incredible. Well, I think it's a problem when it always goes in one direction, though. Like they'll replace white characters, but they would never replace a non-white character with a white person. But why? Ever. Who cares? Because they can get Jesus. away with it. Well, because the reasoning behind it is because white people were in control for so many years, but not us. Well, we were never in control, and it has nothing to do with me. Nothing. And there wasn't representation, and now, of course, we're swinging over on the other way. Well, but that's you don't represent do. real people that existed. You portray them. They existed. Exactly. You, can't, you don't represent them as something that they weren't. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes as much sense as having Ryan Gosling play Martin Luther King. You think that would go over well? It would absolutely not. But somehow, no. it's okay to take a real-life white person and make them some other race. Well, see, this is the hypocrisy of this kind yes, of it thinking. Right. It's like you can't have somebody representing somebody. If, if it's a white culture thing, as a black person, but you have to have every other culture can represent white people. Yep. So it's like... It, <laughs> And I don't care. It's like it's it. If it's okay for a black person to represent a white person, then it should be okay for everybody to represent everybody, right? Well, yeah, that's my problem. It's so, the hypocrisy. Yeah. They only do it one way, and of course, there's a reason they only do it one way. Cause they're woke. Well, cause they hate white people. <laughs> but yes, that's the <clears throat> synonym. Uh, so, I just find it so anyway, ridiculous. I, I, I do suggest, and again, Tommy, it is coming out in one week because I know you're really excited about seeing it. But, yeah, being the Ricardos is, it's again, if you're going to find it in oh, a I theater, it's playing it. in limited release, but it'll be on Amazon next Tuesday. So oh, it's Amazon. One week from okay. today. I'm looking yeah, forward Amazon to it. Amazon Prime original. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, because I, 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 yeah, I, I vote for the Critics' Choice Awards. Um formerly the broadcast film critics. And um, I think the heaviest campaigning this year uh, by far came from the streamers. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's, it, they're, 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 they're dominating now. And, and their strategy is um, you'll get like a Netflix bankrolling, a movie like Don't Look Up, which is going to be, it's actually in theaters now, limited release, but released on Netflix on the 24th. And it's got DiCaprio. I mean, they're getting all the big stars now. And uh, so, by and large, I mean, the most campaigning, at least to come my way, uh, was for Netflix films and for Amazon films. It was amazing. You know, they, the streamers are the ones that are sending you the screeners. And now the studios are sending, you know, digital links. Right. It's kind of funny how that works. It's like you would think, okay, well, the streamers are just going to send you links. no. They're smart enough to put that product in front of you physically as a reminder uh, to consider it, you know, to vote, which is I find interesting. You get a DVD of something that's going to be on streaming in about a week, you know, or stuff that's actually on Netflix already that they're campaigning for. They'll send you physical screeners. So, yeah, but that they're they're dominating. And, and I think that uh, this year's Oscar nominations will reflect that. Yeah, you know, I'm, you're going to sure see. True, yeah. You know, because you know, Nicole Kidman, I, I will eat my hat if she is not nominated for Best Actor, Best oh. Actress for being for Lucille Ball. She's incredible. She's just incredible. 
And then that was another thing on Twitter people complaining about. Oh, she doesn't look like Lucille Ball. Well, wait till you see the movie. I thought she did. Wait till you see. Yeah, yeah, in the she promo does. Shots, she yeah, she really does look almost exactly like yeah. her. Crazy. Yeah, in black and white. When they do black and white scenes, and you know, I, I don't want to belabor it too much, but basically, in in her head, she imagines scenes as the as they're doing read through. She's imagining how it's going to be blocked out and everything. And those shots are in black and white. And then she especially looks like Lucille. And the thing is about Lucille off screen. I mean, we're seeing her on screen here, but, uh, you know, behind the scenes is that how many people can actually tell you what Lucille Ball really looked like or dressed like or acted like? Yeah. Because, you know, that's back in the 50s and the 60s or whatever. There wasn't all that behind the scenes access like there is now. There was no Instagram or social media where we could see, you know, in their houses and in their lives. So you kind of see a, a, a side of her that you've never seen, which I find really really interesting yeah uh, yeah it's it's a really interesting movie and just expertly told i mean aaron sorkin is a brilliant filmmaker and a brilliant writer like he directed this too you know there's a person sitting in this room right now that had a uh, a big painting of lucille ball over their bed for many years mm-hmm. <clears throat> in florida was that andy I was down in Florida in West Palm Beach. West Palm, yep. yep. He had Lucille Ball's picture right over his bed. He loved Lucy. Yep. I have another uh, demand. Oh, really? Wow. You're going to love this then. I've oh, always yeah. wondered how I, she I did her hairdo. I know. How uh, did she do that a hairdo? A lot of uh, pins and <laughs> clips, I'm sure. <clears throat> no, Tim, I've got a job for you. Because I want to yep. make a movie, but I have to cast it properly. Okay? And I need your help to find the right person. Okay, you ready? <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a movie about the life of Marilyn Voss Savant, so I need to find someone with an IQ of 220. Hmm. Good luck to me. Oh, Catherine Brett. Oh, wow. Marilyn Voss Savant has an IQ of 220. I don't know what this person looks like, but I'm just implying that you're very smart, Catherine. What does she look like? Who is this person? Uh, She's married to Jarvik. Remember the Jarvik? She was married to Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Jarvik yeah, the heart, heart yeah. artificial heart Jarvik. creator. I believe Marilyn Vosavant was, was, is she still married to him, Andy? Would you look that up? I think uh, he's dead. Robert Jarvik is still alive. He's only 75. Oh, is he? He's only 75. Oh, wow. And she is also 75. So they're they're married still? They're still married. Well, they only got married in 87. They got married later. Oh, but that's still 35 years ago. Yeah, but they got married when they were uh, 40-ish. Like I said, 220. I need someone with that with that uh, IQ to play her part. Otherwise, get out. Once you get past like 150, 160, it becomes like basically not possible to measure anymore. Well, that's true because it's once... the same. It's the same on the other end too. Like once you get lower than a certain threshold or higher, the IQ test just kind of breaks down. Yeah, because it's designed by people who are in that other intellect. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing. it's <laughs> like how how does someone with an IQ of a hundred? measure someone with an IQ of 200. It's like a, yeah, I don't very know. Difficult. It's almost like a paradox. I'm looking at a picture. I, I Googled her, and yes, she's very attractive. Uh, it's a picture of her be, uh, compared to um, Elon Musk. He says Elon's <laughs> IQ is 155. Marilyn Vosavant's IQ is 228. 228? <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be dreadful. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, that would be very painful, yes. No, and most people with really high <clears throat> IQs are a little off. Hey. Yeah, once you get over a certain amount, you... No, you, no, no you perceive them as being off because it's so difficult. Yeah, for yeah the, they're for, off. For, they no. have trouble usually with relationships. Mm. They have trouble just dealing with day-to-day things. Well, I mean, if you have an IQ of 180 and you try to, like, date, it would yeah. be like a person with an IQ of 100 trying to date with a pool of people who have an IQ of, like, 40. Yeah. You just, you wouldn't have anything in common with you, any of them. That's, what your, I think your interpretation is that an expression of that, of observing those people having a difficult time talking and visiting and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So really, no, they're fine. If they're around other people with the same intellect. Right. Yes, exactly. The same IQ. But the problem is well, there's such a vanishingly small number of people with that kind of IQ. Yeah. 
So you'd have to either just spend your life in a Mensa conclave. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't Mensa's know. Bullshit, yeah, a, fr- a friend of mine who's very smart and has very smart people in her family, she's like, I don't even know if our education system right now can even produce a doctor. No, honestly, no, you're I don't right. think so. Because they don't, don't teach well, anymore. It's they just puke. so, yeah, our education system is just so bad. Yes, it, it is. is. terrible. And it's not because well, of the teachers. It's because of the teachers' union. They have ruined that entire well, it's the teachers, community. the teachers' union, it's the administrators, it's the yeah, local government. Everyone is working together to make education horrible. I think oh. three or four more states have just dropped out of the whole union they thing. Have, yeah. 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 Yeah, they have, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all about money now for them. It has nothing to do with education. There are some good teachers out there. I never, I had two in my whole life. Most of my teachers were terrible. But there are some really good teachers out there that really know what they're doing and they work very hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to throw them under the bus. No. But most of them are worthless. Just like radio people, where 99% of them are worthless. You know, putting this, this, this conversation into a context, a sports context, and I think I've heard you talk about this before, and I'm trying to remember which former player turned manager in the major leagues, major league baseball, it drove him nuts because he was it, it couldn't have been Ty Cobb, was it? Or which which uh, he was a manager and it drove nuts that his players could not hit. Ted Williams. It was Ted Williams, Ted Williams with the Boston Why Red was Sox. I thinking of Ty Cobb? But yeah, Ted Williams. It was Ted Williams. He hated it. Well, what do you mean you can't hit four hundred? <laughs> <laughs> Ted Williams. It was great. One of my favorite Ted Williams because we got to take a break here in a second. One of my favorite Ted Williams stories is he was on the sidelines once and and. Remember Stuttering John on the uh, Howard Stern show? No, I never uh-huh. listened to that show. Stutt- Stuttering John was trying to interview Ted Williams, and you could get ready with the beep, Andy, here. So they stut- Stuttering John's asking me all these ridiculous, stupid questions. That's what he did, right? And all of a sudden, Ted Williams looks at him, and it's on camera. Ted Williams looks at him and goes, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to put up with that. <laughs> Ted wasn't going to put up with it. He did not see any humor in it. Last man to hit 400 hit, what, 405, I believe. Wow. And I think it was the year I was born. It was in 1951, I think, Andy. He, Ted Williams hit 405 for the year, which is unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. Oh, God. 25%. No, not quite. No, it's almost half. Forty percent. Forty percent. Yeah. Well, Ty Cobb had the highest career batting average at three sixty six. Three sixty six. Yeah, and in one year, Ted Williams hit four oh five. Isn't anything over three hundred like good? Oh God, really yes. good. Three hundred is like what you aim for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because now if you hit look at me knowing a stat, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, kind of knowing a stat. Absolutely. Look at me. In Yogi Berra, uh, in Yogi Berra's Booker's biography. He said that his autobiography said that the biggest mistake that coaches make is that the players want to win as much as the coach does. Oh. Really? Yeah, that was his comment. Is that, that that's the mistake? You, you think that your players are going to want to win as much as you do, and it's not. There's other, there's other secondary gain in the game, and you know it's it's just you know it's a bit like Ohio State losing to Michigan. And they have three kids that are going to be in the NFL draft. Right. You think those kids are going to want to kill themselves right. during a postseason in college? No, no, they want to go into the NFL draft. That's exactly so. right. We'll close this hour with another great Ted Williams quote. He had many of them, though. Oh, no, Yogi Berra. Let's do Yogi Berra instead. <laughs> Yogi Berra once said, that restaurant is so busy, nobody goes there Sorry. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Timmy, thank you, sir. Another brilliant performance. Well, thank you very much. I have Nightmare Alley and the new Spider-Man movie mm. coming up on the queue. Mm. And, of course, we me. can talk more about those movies next week. Love it. Thanks, Timmy. Thank you. Have a good day. Raffi, I want your autograph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Raffi. I'll get it over to you. We'll be back with the family. Bye.